What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bear Central. It's the whole squad in the building today. C Dub, Bobby's in the building. We're gonna hold it down today. We're gonna talk about what what's going on with Tevin Jenkins and did the Bears do a little bit of a disservice to Tevin Jenkins? We're also going to talk about the injuries that are piling up and not just any injuries. These are injuries to people that we expected to be in the rotation for the Chicago Bears and how that how that's going to affect the team heading into the first preseason game next week. And then lastly, we'll talk about Luke Getze and his belief in Cole Komet is about to have a big season for the Chicago Bears to we'll do all that and more in today's Chicago Bears Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, bros. Like, it, it, listen, first of all, we got to say before anything else, C-Dub wasn't even supposed to be with us today. He was supposed to be at Bears training camp. <laughs> it got canceled because of weather. Well, they didn't, the training camp didn't get uh, canceled, but they closed it off to the public, which to me doesn't make any sense. Like, if motherfuckers want to get rained on, let them deal with the rain. Man, we all know, man. And, and, bro, I would have got rained on, bro. <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> I'm so blue. I'm so mad at Mother Nature right now, man. I'm finna go pee in the alley right now. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. man. Yeah, that that's crazy, man. But nonetheless, I'm I'm glad you're here though. Gives us some more to, to, to get you're here to talk about this crazy shit. So Seven Jenkins returned to practice in a limited role for the first time yesterday. He's practicing again today as well. Um, now with this being said, right, and a lot has been made of it, like that the front office kind of let the rumors fly, right? Uh, polls, everyone, they kind of just let it go over, you know, the health and the issues with coaching staff and things like that. Tevin Jenkins in this press conference yesterday said that he's not had a single issue with coaching staff, that he wants to be a Chicago Bear. He plans to be here, things like that. Do you guys think at all that maybe Ryan Poles, the front office, should have come out and said, hey, no, no, it's, it's, it's nothing going on with coaching staff, anything, and do you think they did the right thing and just kind of let the rumors fly and not address them? What do you guys think? I think I think uh, they didn't they didn't pay it any mind like they got a, a football a whole football team to run. They're not just concentrating yeah. on this kid Tevin Jenkins. Uh, obviously, uh, they could have you know they could have said it was a minor issue. You know he'll be back mm-hmm. soon or whatever they said. But they they ain't worried about that little stuff. They worried about winning and, and improving the culture with the Chicago Bears team. So. If he's going to be, I think it's a little bit sensitive to me. I just think it's a little sensitive. No, I mean, and that's fair. And right now in the news cycle, too, with things, everybody's looking for any type of news story that they can run with, bro. So the moment, and I can't remember, was it David Kaplan? Because that motherfucker been getting on my nerves, too. The first one said, oh, I'm here. It was David Kaplan. I think it was him that that started the whole thing about he was clashing with, uh, with coaches now. You know, it could still be real that maybe they're just not letting it out. But, you know, it kind of is what it is. There, go ahead, Bobby. I mean, for me, it was just like, uh, I don't, you don't have to address all the rumors, but damn, yeah. you can debunk some of them. Like, no, we're going to give them. Why did y'all leave it up to the offensive coordinator to say he hit us to compete for a job? Because, yeah. like, Hayes, last time we was on, we broke it down. We was like, he was inserted, taking first team reps in minicamp. Braxton Jones got inserted, you know, the second half of minicamp and been in that yeah. spot ever since. We was hearing that he was healthy. We was hearing that he lost weight. And then training camp start. Now he missing time. He ain't taking first team reps anymore. Like, so you're all, 
you don't have to address everything, but why did y'all, my question for them is, why y'all leave it up to Luke Getsy to say, no, nah, he here. He, he going to compete for a starting role. You know what I'm saying? That, that was, and even Tevin yeah. Jenkins as well. Like, if you were going to make him available to have a presser after practice yesterday, you knew that they were going to hit him with the, what's going on with you and the coaching staff? What's going on with your injuries? What's going on with all of this? Like, so I feel like they let left him to dry some, out to dry, hung him out to dry some. And it's like, hey, man, listen, if he is here to, to compete for a starting spot, shout out to him. But at the same time, like, this dude already dealing with enough shit, man. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's just unintentional ignorance. They they just yeah. didn't think it was a biggest uh, biggest story as it is. Maybe they did leave him out the draft, but it's not about it. They do it on purpose, man. Get over That's it. Fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, fair enough. Because yeah, yeah, David Kaplan, yeah. he do be going crazy. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> Listen, what's going David, on with him? The fact that David Kaplan even invites freaking LeVar Ball on as much as he does should tell you something about David Kaplan. <laughs> like, that motherfucker. Like, like, shout out to David Kaplan and how far he's been able to make it. But, yes. like, I don't, I like, I, I said it in a group chat before the other day, and it wasn't ours, but um, I don't I honestly don't even know why David Kaplan covers Chicago sports. He never says anything positive about a single fucking Chicago sports team. And he covers all Ever. of them. It's never Ever. anything positive. It's like, what what you doing here? Like, you like leave with Nick Fredell ass, bro. You could have left, too. Like, on a real, what you talking about? Yeah, he, he is definitely that. Ever since he's been on ESPN, I, I just recently seen him on being a guest on uh, ESPN. He's been acting strange. He's been taking it to another level. Like, damn, Davey. <laughs> and Davey Kaplan, he, the motherfucker already looked like a... Uh, uh, the, the little alien. Have you, have you guys ever seen the Doctor of House Monroe or uh, the House of Doctor Monroe? The shit with Val Kimmer. There was a little motherfucker who used to play the piano next to the big dude. That's what he looked like. Bro. He looked like a little he looked like, like a like one of them thumb figures out Spike Kids. Oh, yeah, like he's just, he just a weird looking dude. Too. It was like, who puts you on camera, fam? Like, and then listen, I would even be talking about the way to do look, but you covering all my favorite teams, so you got to go catch the smoke. When you cover my real. teams and you talking shit and look the way you do, like, come on, motherfucker. Hey. <laughs> Get your shit together, fam. Like, all right, man, let's go ahead and move into the next one. So the injuries seem to be piling up for the Chicago Bears in training camp. While the first couple of weeks, even OTAs, we seem to make it through without any major injuries. Braxton Jones is the latest to suffer an injury, but then he joins Byron Pringle, uh, who is who has no timetable for return right now. Nikhil Harry, who was taken off the field, had to be carried off the field by trainers and teammates as well. And then Velius Jones. Now, Velius Jones does seem to be day-to-day, doesn't seem to be anything serious, serious quite yet. So that's probably nothing there. But at least Byron Pringle and Nikhil Harry suffering significant injuries. And we'll wait to see what's going on with Braxton Jones. What do you guys think about that? How do you think it's going to affect going into that first preseason game too to not have those guys available? It's definitely going to leave the coaches weary of uh, even putting their guys out there, even leaving them out there for any kind of uh, significant time. I do want to add this. I really feel bad for Nikhil Harry. Uh, for sure. This is this was a big shot. This was his like, oh, man, this was his shot to get in, in this league and be a, a, a name in this NFL. Uh, and it's, it's not over. It's just starting off with a little bit of rough spot. So uh, I don't know what the severity of the injury or, or not, but I really feel bad for this kid. And I thought he could help this Bears team. And I still hope he, that he could. 
I still hope. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing that I, even in the video I did yesterday that I, you know, speculated on is that if this is a significant injury, he could not make the final roster. That this could cause him not to make the final roster. Now I hope oh, not. Man. Everything that we've heard about him so far is like. He's taken to the offense, even though he came in late. He's taken very well to the offense. He understands the playbook. He was building chemistry with Justin Fields. Like, hopefully, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry, after getting evaluated, is nothing serious. But, Bobby, what do you think? Man, it's unfortunate, man. Um, but I, I look at Braxton Jones and uh, Bayless Jones as being like, you know, I don't, I'm not reading too much to those, but the people that stand out is Byron Pringle and Nikhil Harry. Uh, we don't know the severity of Nikhil Harry's, but if somebody being carried off, for somebody that was basically saying that he was uh it was either Eddie Jackson or Morrow that rolled his ankle, you gotta look at it a little bit and hope that he can get back soon because apparently he was starting to you know hit hit his stride. And then on Byron Pringle's point, I'm like, like man, we you already Oof. went through the video uh Hayes to where he was you know, yeah. out of sync and not performing well. What if he was starting to make a comeback? Because now you got uh, EQ St. Brown coming in, doing his thing, building rapport with Justin Fields. And then you just gave opportunity to other guys that probably didn't have a shot to step up, like a David Moore who came out of uh, yesterday's practice basically saying that he had a strong performance as well. So, <clears throat> hey, just, you, we already know, though. You know what I'm saying? Once you go down, it's unfortunate, but you can be replaced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it looks like – I just looked it up. looks like Dante Pettis has an – Injury as well as in day day. That's Damn. four wide receivers for the Chicago Bears. Uh, we already thin it at at at, at that, that wide receiver uh, position. Looks like uh, Tajay Sharp has been stepping up. Though. It looks like he had a pretty good practice amongst the, those other players being out of practice. But man, to have one position—it kind of reminds me last year of, of the, like the point guard position for the Chicago Bulls when we lost oh, Lonzo yeah. and Alex Caruso, like all with yeah. injuries, like. You, when you have one position that sustains that amount of injury, and again, knock on wood that it's nothing that is goes on long term, and they may even be maybe available for a couple of snaps by the first preseason game, some of them at least. Like it just it sucks, and especially when you're still trying to evaluate what that wide receiver rotation is going to look like. But you know, St. Brown's yeah. going to have a chance to shine. Darnell Mooney's going to have a chance to shine. It seems like uh, Sharp has also been stepping up. So I mean, shout out to those guys, and hopefully they take advantage of every opportunity they get but it just sucks that it comes especially for like sharp it comes because other people are out with injury man that's that's, mm -hmm. that's oh man i feel bad for pringle too man they, they y'all <laughs> pringle man oh we especially started it started with donuts <laughs> <laughs> it's been downhill since the donuts like I, I, I know we we may see see such a fall for pringle because like came in after signing Assumed to be the wide receiver number two. Uh, uh, EQ St. Brown seemed to pass him up there. We'll see what goes on with Velius Jones. Uh, but then even like, even to kill Harry at some point, like it seemed like his chemistry with Fields was better than than what Byron Pringles was at some point in time. Like, listen, man, it's just been an interesting like training camp in, in a last month for Byron Pringles. Well, like you said, started with them donuts, man. Stay, don't do those donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But now's the question. Now my question is, is it time to bring in Will Fuller now? Because at first I said no, but now I'm like, hell, you got all these people out. We don't know the severity of Nikhil Harry. If Nikhil Harry goes now, hey, I say you got to you got to bring him in. I think if Nikhil, I think if Nikhil Harry and Pringle go down, you definitely have to bring somebody in. If it's Will, Will or anybody else, you gotta, you're gonna need maybe a couple wide receivers to come in. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess once we have a timetable on their return, right? If like Nikhil Harry leg injury is something that's gonna make him miss 
a month out the season or something. Again, knock on wood, this is complete speculation, but it's going to make him miss considerable time. And then Byron Pringle, him being day-to-day with no timetable for return either, you kind of do have to look to bring somebody in. And, you know, Will Fuller, if you bring him in on another one of those prove-it deals, you can do worse, right? And, again, I don't think anybody's yeah. saying – because now we have – it seems like we have solidified EQ, Darnell Mooney, number one, number two. If you bring in Will Fuller, you're not – it's not like you're, you're hedging your whole wide receiver bet on him panning out. You bring him in if you can prove some things. He is a down-the-field threat. He does have suffers from some drop passes, stuff like that. But you can do a lot worse as like at that point, he's like the he's like the fourth, fifth option. So, I mean, you might as well take a look exactly. at it. Yeah. Is that fool related to Kyle Fuller? No, no I don't think so. Yeah. You don't no, think so? Okay. Not. Uh-uh. No. okay. All right. Moving into the next. Listen, bro, we not all related, bro. Like, come on. Yes, we is. We all brothers. moving in so luke gets is apparently direct quote cole commit can be a rock star in this offense Mm. uh i'm going to read a couple of direct quotes from from uh from uh uh, Luke Getze. He says, Cole is still young in his career and he has a lot of really cool tools. I think he's starting to learn how to use them. You talk about a guy that we hope can do a lot of different things. We lined him up wide. We've let him do some routes outside. We brought him in tight. We put him in, in line and made him block the big boys up front too. And I think the cool part about him is that he can do all that stuff really well, he's got to get better at just about he's got to get better at just about everything because I think he's on the brink right now of taking his game to another level. So I'm hopeful that by the time we go through this camp, he's ready to be a rock star for us. We're going to need him to be. What do you guys think about that? That's that that's some good ass quotes from Luke Getzey on, on Cole Komet. Man, that's some big ass praise right there Bro. for my man Komet, man. And I think he can, I think he can accomplish some great things in this NFL. And I just seen the recent uh press conference, and this Mar Arms was just busting out of this damn shirt, man. <laughs> Dude is like, he's a whoa, that's a massive man right there. Yeah. Uh last year he had a a, a pretty good season. I would like my tight end to score some touchdowns, though. But this is a new year. Blaming that on Nagy. We blame it. Hey, we gonna blame it on Nagy. We gonna blame it on Nagy. But I'm very interested in seeing what uh new. I'm gonna say what what Komet brings new to the table for the season coming up, man. I'm very intrigued. I see it. I see the man going out there. I think it's definitely gonna be. He definitely gonna exceed the 600 yards he had last year. Definitely, and I say he exceed that. By at least two, three hundred easily, and I, I just think it's just, I just think that the scheme is gonna be perfect, man. You got two running backs that's already you know what they are, they established. But now you got a, another one that can catch out backfield at uh, in Ebner, and he's explosive. Yes. So now you know that you could take a lot of pressure off Justin Fields, and then once they get caught lacking and think that y'all gonna be crazy with the run, you hit them with the bootleg, you catch them in stride. And I think Justin Fields can make just about any throw. He just got to be consistent with it, man. He just got to take that next step and being consistent. We know he's a way better uh, down the field thrower than Trubisky was. And Trubisky, he made some plays. We can't lie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, Justin Fields, I think I think the two guys to look for from the wide receiver core, well, wide receiver tight end, especially when it comes to that getting them off the crosses and going down up the same or, you know, fly routes to some is Darnell Mooney and then second going to be Cole Komet. That big body, bro, you got to give him in. And I, I kind of think that's why that's why I also feel bad for Nikhil Harry as well, because he was another big body that Justin Fields had 
you know, he was getting yeah. some rapport with. So, but Cole Komet, watch out. Hey, I got a question though, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we can all know that he's gonna get receptions. He's gonna get yards. He's gonna block well. I'm saying he gonna get like five touchdowns for the year. What do y'all say? Okay. I'm picking over. Yeah, I'm, over yeah, I'm taking over. There. You gotta crawl before you walk, though. I don't. He had none last year. I, I, but see, the thing is, right? Like I said, like if 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 we were still in a Matt Nagy system, that'd be fair, right? But like I'm looking at. No, but seriously, I'm looking at, at Luke Getsy, the way it seems like he wants to run his offense. I think he is going to go to Cole Komet a lot. And in the red zone, I think when you have a big target like that who can do certain routes, I'm I'm going to say between eight and ten touchdowns for Cole Komet. That's Ooh. fair enough. It's going to be him, and the guy name is Equinemius. I figured it out. Equinemius, St. Brown. St. Brown, go. there you go, guys. <laughs> say it one more time. Equinemius. Okay. My, my thing is like, like and this is, listen, when, 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 when his mama and daddy were coming over, that name, like this is just what I like. My thing is like a first name alone being three syllables. They didn't think, hey, maybe we doing a little too much. Bro. Oh, you ain't heard nothing, brother. What, first like, of all, let me get you the full name real quick. Yeah, oh, what's his no. middle name? Because I know his middle name got to be some name shit. name is Equinemius Tristan Imhotep J. St. Brown. What <laughs> the? That. What the Fuck hell, that. bro? Fuck that. that. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm, I'm what sorry. is that? <laughs> bro, what? That's, that's not, that that's is not a real. Name. That, that man got a name bro. on him, bro. Is that a church name, my guy? This is like a church name. <laughs> Damn, bro! Like, listen, I, listen. Listen. He if he ever sees man. this, he, if he, he, if we, if we blow up and we try to reach out for an interview, he's gonna be like, "No, nah, I saw that video, motherfucker." You're gonna have to take this one down, <laughs> man. Um, but, uh, but, uh, like, I got, I just gotta be real, fam. I gotta be real. That is a hell of a name, and he has a brother in the NFL with a hell of a name as well, too. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but they parents was trying to make statements, fam. They was making Whoa. statements with their kids' names. I don't know if it's because he he got some German, you know, heritage tied to him. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> could oh, be. Oh. Jesus Christ. That is Wait. crazy. Equinemius hey. Tristan Emotep J. St. Brown. Whoa. He got all the letters in the alphabet in his name. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shout out EQ, bro, man. <laughs> Shout man, out EQ, that is man. Crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, bro. And his, his brother's name is Amon Ra. Amon Ra Julian Ra. Hero J. St. Brown. Wow. Yeah, they so they went crazy with the names. They went bro. crazy. Wow. Hey, hey that, man, that was crazy. when when Dro was out. That was when when Dro was out. That that probably explained that. Bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's when Dro was out. <laughs> that's wild, fam. Like that's crazy. But all right, all right. Moving on from that. Damn, man. That's crazy. That's why. Could you imagine being the substitute teacher and how how oh. much the substitute they need to do that key and pill with that name? That key and pill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man. I, I'm Bro, sorry, EQ weird. Joe. We, yeah, I'm sorry, we EQ, apologize. Man. Shout out to you. We know you're gonna have Shout a big season you. for the Chicago Bears. Man. Go right. crazy. So we talked about touchdowns. So we might as well do predictions in general since we talked about touchdowns. How many yards receiving 
does uh, Cole Komet have next season? Who wants to take this one away first? Keep in mind, last year, 60 receptions, I think like 610 uh, receiving yards. That's off the top of my head. I'm going to look it up real quick just to verify because I know motherfuckers is definitely going to be trying to get me in the comments. He had 600 rece- um, 60 receptions for 612 yards receiving last year. That was close. So Okay. I'm going to go 75 receptions and I'm going to go 800 yards. Okay. With those five touchdowns that I said before. Okay. I'm gonna get, get a man. Season. I'm gonna get a man 80 receptions. I think mm. he's gonna mm. be a workhorse boy coming off them them bootlegs and all that misdirection. I, I anticipate. Don't know yet, but that's what I'm anticipating. 80 receptions. My man gets a thousand yards, bro. TDs? You call a thousand yards. Hey, what's TDs? How many TDs? He gonna have about between eight and ten. I'm gonna put a solid ten on it. Fuck That's it. Shannon Sharp. What the fuck? <laughs> he gonna be Shannon Sharp. He gonna be the work. He got bro. It's a passing league now. He gonna be the workhorse of the Chicago Bears. Bro. Oh man. Okay. He gonna be the. He gonna. He gonna be that. Hey, bro. listen. I hope he has that type of season. I'm gonna split the difference between y'all. I'm saying he have so sixty receptions last year in the Matt Nagy offense. So I'm saying I'm gonna say about seventy to seventy five receptions. I'm going, I'm going, I'm gonna say 790 yards receiving with nine touchdowns. That's that's gonna be my that's gonna be my stat line for him next. Fair time. enough. Damn, that's Antonio Gates. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Gates. Jesus Christ. Hey, I just, I just, y'all know he had zero touchdowns last year, y'all. Bro, zero. That, that was bro. Matt Nagy running that Madden playbook offense, bro. That, that listen. Damn. Come on, man. If I'm comeback hey. player of the year, Cole Komet. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay listen, do you do you think the bears won enough games for to, for any type of awards to come to the bears way here's the thing i've read a lot of talk that uh that jaquan brisker may be a defensive rookie of the year candidate okay. you guys think that that's possible do you think any other type of awards postseason awards could come the chicago bears way by the end of this season i like i like that defensive uh uh rook uh rookie of the year I uh, also okay. like um hmm no nah, I want I'm not gonna do that. <clears throat> I was finna do nah no nah, don't eat go ahead. I'm just going offensive rookie of the year. We kind of you wanna do pro bowls? Yeah, we can do pro bowls too. I'm a, I got Jayla Johnson going to a pro bowl. I got Briska. Mm. He definitely gonna be he Briska gonna be in the running. I think I think when it comes to Briska and Gordon, I think that Briska has I wouldn't say easier because I don't believe no job in the NFL is easy, but mm. I think that Briska will hit the ground running faster than Gordon because Gordon going to be tested early and often. Facts. Briska going to be able to stand back a little bit and then be able to anticipate certain stuff with a little bit less pressure. So I think he definitely going to be in the running for that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if if that effectiveness with Eberflus and Briska being back there gets uh, Eddie Jackson a Pro Bowl. We'll see. Hmm. What about the defensive line, though? Ain't nobody on the defensive line? I got I got Muhammad. He had six sacks last year. He definitely gonna hit double digits, double digits this year. You think he's gonna start over Tevin Jink? I mean, uh, Travis Gibson. Yes. Okay. All right. I got. I like Gibson. I like. Have we ever? Is I may be setting a precedent here, right? I'm gonna say this: Justin Fields. If it's if it's happened before, comeback player of the year, Justin Fields. Oh, that's a nice pick. Sweet. That's I'm a nice. I ain't mad at that pick at all. Name too. They keep yeah. doing that like, my man's name. And, and I honestly, I'm gonna. 
and this may be just for the nature of conversation, because I think Brisker definitely can get it. But I'm I'm saying Kyle Kyle Kyler Gordon is going to get in the defensive rookie of the year conversation because not only does he have the personality, he's at a position at cornerback that we know a cornerback with personality that succeeds in the NFL is going to get a lot of eyes and attention in the NFL. And I think that the storylines are going to be something that propels him on top of play if he plays as good as we think he can and health that gets him into that conversation. I'm also going to go, I'm going to say Cole Komet, David Montgomery, both make the Pro Bowl this season. Whoa. Okay, that, that, that's, that. I mean. That's fair yeah. too, though. That's fair. They, like they both can. They both can. So, uh, those, those are my picks. Oh, those are good picks. Both of y'all did some good picks there. I also want to say this. One of those linebackers can make the Pro Bowl. I don't know which one it is. Not I, we know Roquan Smith. He's gonna make the Pro Bowl. I mean, the yeah, Pro Bowl. yeah. It's one of those got one of those guys on each side of him got to compliment him, and if they do their job right, they should be in the running for a Pro Bowl spot as well. One of those guys. I can't tell you which one. I think they on the even playing field. Yeah, I can I can see that from. I think it all depends on the success of the team. Now, if they start, if they surprise the people and win some games, they start getting more recognition than somebody have it. But if they, we, first of all, we definitely getting over the four wins that ESPN said. Oh, that's, no, oh, yeah, that's we crazy. Dead, yeah. But if they surprise people and start hitting eight wins, nine wins, 10 wins, oh, they, they, they definitely gonna have some more players in the running for Pro Bowls for sure. All right, cool, cool. All right, so one more quick one. Lot, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. One more quick one. No, who no. returning kicks? Who record? Who returning kicks? Who y'all want to Ebner. return kicks? Yes, Ebner. I thought y'all had something different. Ebner, baby. It was. I, and especially if, if 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 Velius is not the wide receiver number two, if he doesn't work, I want to see Ebner and Velius both get chances. But definitely Ebner. When you look at like yes. his his combination speed strength. Um, the, the the ability to break tackles. I'm not saying he's going to be like a Devin Hester out there or anything right. like that. But I think I guarantee you this: if Ebner does be the uh, the the kick returner, we're going to see no less than five or six big time big time returns for him. Oh, bro, Take I'm that. with that. Take I was with that. Uh, I was going to say we talked a lot about the positive. Let's get into some predictions that may not be as positive. So, out of the players that are on prove it deals, that are like. I'm going to include like Eddie Jackson in this, who's not on a prove deal, but this is a year to see if he's going to get a contract extension with the Bears or not. What name on here, fairly big name on this team, do you think is not back on this team next season? That does not perform enough to where they get another contract with the Chicago Bears? I got my pick. Oh, I'm good. Go ahead, nephew. Tavon Young. I think that, uh, mm, I think, I think cool. he starts at the nickel. I think he starts nickel, but I think with the, and I don't wish injury on nobody, but I think health comes a factor, and I think youth is a factor as well. If Graham Jr. can show improvement over the weeks, I think he eventually take the slot from Tavon Young. And then you you obviously mm. keep the younger player, the more healthier player, and Tavon Young, he'll be out of that. Oh, man, I like Tavon Young, but that's, you know, I got to respect it, though, nephew. But I might surprise you. I may not surprise you. I'm going Robert Quinn. This is Ooh. going to be a tough year for Ooh. Robin Quinn. Just Ooh. he's the only name on this defense. They going the uh, opposing coaches are going to pay so much attention to him, and his numbers will significantly drop this upcoming season. I do not think he will be with us after this season. Uh, that's a good pick for a lot of different reasons. 
top of he may want to join a team that's more ready to compete than what he thinks the Bears is going to do as well. There's a lot of things that like that may play play a role into it as well. That's a really good pick. That's probably one that's more than likely going to happen. Um, I'm going to say this, and this is not something that I want to see happen, but I'm I'm playing the odds, right? And and as much as I do love Eddie Jackson, I don't think. <laughs> oh, oh, I can see it though, I, too, man. Bro, no, it. don't don't y'all do that. Now let me be clear. I do not. I want Eddie Jackson to come in and get back to being the player that we know he can be. I want to see all that. I want to see him be a Chicago Bear with what they're building in this secondary. I want to see him be a Chicago Bear for a long time. But just looking at it, trying to play the odds. Oh, I can see it though, man, because they, bro, they drafted their own uh, another safety behind them, Elijah Hicks. That could but be somebody for, that Eberflus could be molded, like you know. For that, for that same reason, we gotta talk. I and mean, we've talked about it before. I think we've done like there was a subject at one whole, a topic at one time, but because of the he may need and having Khalil Herbert and Ebner here, yeah. David Montgomery is a high, yeah. a, is a likely candidate, no matter how yeah. he performs. Now, again, I, I started this off by saying people who won't perform to get another contract. I'm not saying that with Montgomery. I think Montgomery is yes. going to have a great season. I think but I so think too. that may make him want more. And then because they already have somebody who could step in and be ready to take that spot in Khalil Herbert and Ebner, who is shaping up, could shape up to be a heck of a player as well. They may look at it and say, hey, man, listen, this is a this is a league now where running backs come almost a dime a dozen. We're trying to save some money. Roquan is about to get paid. P- yes. Pay that man again. Hey, pay him. Episode. Now. Pay that man. Um, they may look to save some money in, in David Montgomery. And not to say that Khalil Herbert is going to come in and be able to give you 100% of what, what David Montgomery does, because I don't think he, not immediately, but the Bears may look at that and think that that's a calculated risk and be willing to go ahead and let Montgomery walk if his contract demands are too high. Man, you are so right about that. You oh, can't boy. even argue with that. But can we ask y'all a question? Don't it hurt like Eddie Jackson might have to be out of that yeah. hurt. It don't sound yeah. right coming out. It hurts something. It, I sad. love that. And the thing that I like even more about Eddie Jackson than than like he just has that personality of a player that you want to be on the Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Like, and but he needs to perform, man. And like looking at the way the last few seasons have gone for him, it's like, hey, listen, he can't. I believe hundred percent he can have a bounce back season. Yes. But I mean, listen, listen. I can see the future, man. <laughs> All those missed tackles, really- bro. Man, I can see the tackles. You he can make ha- a highlight reel just off his mixed tackles from last season alone. Yes, Thanks. you could. Yep. Absolutely, oh, you cool, can't. Uh, I just got the future planned out. We cut him after next season. He go to another team and absolutely goes crazy. Eight interceptions, Pro Bowl. That's, that's going to happen because he has like, that's the ability. Exactly what would happen. If he gets cut and does not come back to the Chicago Bears, that may motivate him. And, again, we're talking a whole year from now. Uh, Hopefully he doesn't get to that point. I hope he has a great comeback and bounce back year. And I hope this secondary as a whole shows some things and surprises. Because when you look at the talent on the secondary, like, it's it's a lot of talent here. And I hope that they they play well enough together that, that, uh, you know, that we were not even having this conversation halfway through the season. We're like, oh, no, they're going to lock him in. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to see those four guys, though, starting, though. I don't want them switching players in. I want them four guys. I want Gordon, uh, Brisker, Jackson, and um, what's the other one? Jalen Johnson. Johnson. Them the stars, baby. 
Don't don't switch him up. And Jalen Johnson, bro, I I like Jalen Johnson a lot. Yeah, too. Yeah, so he already got the respect in the whole NFL too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get yeah. it. All right, man. Anything left before we go ahead and go? Oh man, I was supposed to be out there in Lake Forest today. <laughs> Mother Nature, you can't fight. You get. You just gotta live with it. It is what it is. Absolutely. Y'all make sure y'all tune in to the to the game. I can't call it CBC no more. Big Hayes was like, man, that's too close to us, Chicago Bulls Central. I mean, they're both CBC. <laughs> Chicago Bulls and Chicago yeah, Bulls. Exactly. I mean, they're not like, wrong. <laughs> exactly. It's just like. Y'all make sure y'all tune in to the game, man. We coming with that fire. And shout out to y'all for making us 2,000 subscribers. What? Oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, yeah. We said we were going to do a giveaway. If it was at 2,000 subscribers. So we're going to work out how we're going to go about doing that giveaway. Considering we'll have our first live post-game show next Saturday. We may do it then. So be on the lookout. Right. We'll work it out. We're going to talk amongst ourselves, man. Uh, but yeah, thank you for getting us 2,000 subscribers, man. That's crazy. The fact that we started the show five months before a game of football was played. And we've grown this much during what's usually most shows, most podcasts don't wait to, they wait to start to like closer to the season starting. We honestly probably should have started when free agency opened up, but you know what? We nah, said, screw here we that. Are, man. Yeah, we we going to do this our way man. and it's been working. So yeah, we definitely oh, bro. love y'all, man. Definitely oh, bro. love y'all. Bobby, go ahead and send us off, brother. Hey, whatever y'all doing today, just make sure y'all chill. Spend time with your family, love on your kids, love on your wife or your spouse, whoever that is. And then, before y'all go ahead and lay it down for the night, make sure y'all tune in, catch all the latest episodes of Shy Bulls Podcast from me and C-Dub, where we killing it. And then, make sure y'all make some time for my boy over there, Hayes, holding it down on Chicago Bulls Intro as well. Follow my boy on all social media platforms at CEO Hayes. Let's get it. Y'all have a good Sunday. All right. Oh, there bro. you go. You, you can follow us collectively at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bear Central at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one podcast for everything Chicago Bears related, and we out this bitch. Shout out Steve-O! <laughs> Shout out to steve <laughs>